What is up, everyone? This is John Drudris, co-host of the JV Show, and I am joined by my co-host, my Patriots loving brother, Vincent Haddon. What's up, V? What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. I mean, had a good Thanksgiving. Hope everybody else had a good Thanksgiving out there. You know, ate a lot of good food, spent some time with family that you could spend with, uh, you know, with all this uh, pandemic stuff. You know, it's hard on some family. So hope everybody had a good one. Uh, hope you ate a lot of food, watched good football. And, you know, if you went Black Friday shopping, hopefully your bank account isn't at zero like Vince and I's. Um, you know, I ain't at zero, but I'm pretty close. <laughs> well, Vince, <laughs> you, it, it, it happens. It happens. It's Black Friday. You know, we yep. got girlfriends. We know what happens. Anyways, on the slate today, uh, we're going to talk the weekly NFL talk show, week 13 edition, even though technically we're still in week 12 because we have a game uh, coming up um, between the Ravens and the Steelers that has been postponed a few times now. Um, but on the slate, we have obviously the weekly preview. Um, no injury report yet because we are still technically in week 12, uh, but we will be talking about week 13. We have tequila time with Vince. And we have the final remarks um, brought to you by yours truly's, um, me and Vince. So first off, we are actually going to talk about a game that has been postponed, like I mentioned, the Ravens and the Steelers. So this game has been postponed numerous times. If you've not heard, um, the Ravens have had multiple incidences of COVID and have had to move this game back. Um, But looking at this game... Um, I believe that the Steelers will definitely pull it off. I think, you know, it, it kind of the same thing happened with the Titans. Just, uh, it's just, you know, the, I feel like the Ravens are going to have a lot of, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of, you know, anxiousness just to get back on the field. And I feel like they won't be um, a primetime team like they have in past weeks or in this season and past seasons, but, with that being said, the Steelers are 10-0. I don't think they're going to stop. I don't think anybody's going to stop the Steelers um, at all. I don't see the Ravens doing it. I don't see, you know, Lamar Jackson doing it. I don't see anybody on that Ravens side doing it. So, Vince, how do you see this game playing out? No, you know what, man? I'm going to have to disagree with you, and I'm going to personally take the Ravens in this one. And here's my thought process behind this one. <laughs> Listen, they're an NFL team, right? Not only that, but – and when I say they're an NFL team, they're professionals and they know the the schedule that they have and they'll get a nail down. Um, they have extra time as well. And I think it'll benefit both teams. Um, and it might hamper the Ravens, obviously. Uh, not too much COVID news have re- has really come out for the Steelers, more so on the Ravens side, especially – the main one would be Mark Andrews at the tight end position. Uh, but listen, the Steelers have struggled a little bit more in recent weeks on the defensive side of the ball. And, and I think Lamar Jackson hasn't hit his stride yet this season. And that could very easily go into the playoffs if they're able to make it. But this is a must win as well. They're six and four right now. The Steelers are pretty much a locked and loaded kind of team ready for the playoffs, they might look a little bit past this game going to next week. Uh, I have the Ravens on an upset uh, by Vegas standards and by just the public standards on this game. So uh, look for Lamar to have a a decent game, especially on the rushing end. Uh, I think they're going to rely more on him. 
I believe J.K. Dobbins and both him and Mark Ingram are going to be out as well for the running game. So uh, we'll see, but that's kind of my mindset and how I'm viewing this game. So, Well, we'll see what happens, Vince. Uh, I'm picking the Steelers, though, in this one. I think they're just too good of a team. But we shall see. Yep. We shall see what happens tomorrow. Yep. Um, moving on, we're going to move down to Atlanta, where the Saints um, are going to be facing off against the Falcons. Um, I think, you know, you have, you know, with obviously the Drew Brees injury, um, the Saints putting in Hill. Hill looks good. Um, I still think that they have way too many weapons on that 9-2 and two New Orleans team to lose to a Falcons team that has been up and down all year. Um, you know, you have the Falcons, you know, winning big this past week, but I just don't think it's enough to beat the New Orleans Saints. I think the Saints have way too many op- uh, offenses, offensive weapons, rather. Um, I think that they are just, you know, I think they're too good of a team. I really think that the Saints, you know, they're in a very interesting position Um you know, with their organization, because you have a, you know, their star quarterback go down and they still can win games, um, which is very impressive, um, at least in my eyes. So I think that the Saints um, will definitely pull this one off at nine and two. I'm not really too big of a fan of Atlanta's team. I really don't think they're good. Um, I don't know what you think about this Falcons team, Vince, but I'm very curious um, to how you think this game will go about uh well i'm gonna have to disagree i don't have the saints winning this one i have the falcons and especially what they showed me last week against the raiders uh they were actually an underdog in that game against the raiders themselves and they won big i believe it was 42 to 6 the final score in that one uh this past sunday and i honestly don't see matt ryan repeating the poor performance that he had against the saints just a couple weeks ago uh the saints won that one 24 to 9 uh 19 and 37 for matt ryan actually Taysom hill i believe that was his first game put in since the drew Brees injury uh just a couple weeks ago uh Taysom hill looks good yes but honestly i think the better quarterback in this matchup is going to be matt ryan and that's just because he's a professional quarterback. And, and I understand, listen, Taysom Hill is very, very talented. He's athletic. He's a freak of nature. But uh, if, especially if they're able to get Julio Jones back, the Falcons are uh, going into that game with Calvin Ridley being a full go. I see the Falcons pulling this one off uh, and the Saints falling. So, uh, Interesting. Upset pick. Uh, upset pick of the pick of the week um, for the public, because um, obviously most people are going to be heavily favored on the Saints. But I'm leaning the other way, so that's how I see it. And Matt Ryan, I think he's going to go off for at least three touchdowns, uh, well over 250 yards, and uh, they might try to slow this game down as well uh, to the Falcons' favor. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. But that's how I have it. Interesting. Going against the popular team. Listen, it's just because Drew Brees is still out, and I don't think Taysom Hill is better than Matt Ryan. I actually think Matt Ryan is a very NFL, uh, very good NFL quarterback. Uh, and listen, Taysom Hill could do more than Matt Ryan, especially meaning like he could run the ball, Matt Ryan not necessarily. But 
I think the better NFL quarterback in this situation is going to be Matt Ryan, and I do not think he's going to replicate that poor performance just a couple of weeks ago. I will have to agree. Honestly, I will agree that Matt Ryan is is the better quarterback in this matchup uh, from a quarterback standpoint. Uh, well, let's take up a ride up to Chicago where the Bears are going to be hosting the Detroit Lions. Um, both teams are very mediocre teams in this NFL uh, playoff race. You have uh, the Bears sitting at five and six and the Lions sitting at four and seven. Um, and you, you kind of saw what happened, you know, with the Bears and the Packers game. Um, and I think in this matchup, I think the Bears are a more put together team um, all around compared to what the Lions have looked like. Um, the Lions are really up and down, um, you know, getting shut out to Carolina. I mean, that was a very big statement, at least to me, to show really how limited this team can really move the ball. But overall in this matchup, I see the Bears. I see the Bears winning this. Um, I see that defensive, you know, unit on the Chicago side kind of going off against uh, the Lions O-line. Um, so I'm right now, I'm picking the Bears in this one. Vince, how do, how do you see this Bears defense facing against this questionable Lions offense? Uh, questionable Lions offense is the perfect way to put that, I believe. Also, a questionable Bears defense. They just gave up 41 points. And listen, I get That is it. true. They just went up against uh, a high-powered offense in Aaron Jones uh Williams at the running back position and Aaron Rodgers and company uh the Bears defense isn't the same it seems and uh I'm gonna have to go difference and uh with a different pick as well on this one I'm gonna lean the Lions especially if they're able to get Kenny Galladay back uh with the Bears defense in question for me I'll lean the Lions in this one and I know the Lions are favored as well uh, so I have to agree with that. I just I do not trust Trubisky, and I do not trust Nick Foles. I believe it's Nick Foles. Yeah, it is Nick Foles. Yeah, so, Nick I mean Foles. That, that clown has been around the fucking league <laughs> the past couple of years with beating my Pats in the Super Bowl and having listen. He he will never have a game like that ever again. Uh, and then going to Jacksonville and then up to Chicago to play for the Bears. Listen, I do not trust that team. If I could throw my life at it, I wouldn't. So uh, the Lions all the way here. Um, Interesting. And Interesting. And listen, the running back group as well. I mean, they still have AP. He's a he's like an old clunker in the garage that you kind of forgot about. He, he could still get you that goal line touchdown, rack up some yardage, uh, with DeAndre Swift, if they need to take him out for a series. But DeAndre Swift is the real fucking deal out of Georgia. And that kid's starting to show out the last few weeks. So that's where I'm leaning. And I think they're more talented on the offensive side, minus the quarterbacks, obviously. Matthew Stafford, by the way, I hope that man has one hoorah in his fucking career. That dude's a, he's a great guy. Um him and his wife, those are two of the strongest people I might have ever, like, just, I guess, been told about, especially. Obviously, I don't know them, but they're very strong individuals uh, with their faith and also just even outside of football. Uh, he's a He seems like he's a really good dad and taking care of his I wife agree. as well when she had cancer, but he's a very, very underrated quarterback, and it's because he's in 
the shit organization that is Detroit. So, by the way, Matt Patricia, come back to New England, you fucking clown. You suck <laughs> at being a head coach. You can't do it without Bill. You can't. Well, yes, I'll leave that be. I'll leave that be. Anyways, um, split picks again. Um, but we'll happily take you back, Patricia, though. You need a home. <laughs> 2021 will be better. Let's hope. Let's hope. Anyways, moving on, we're going to go down to Texas where the Colts are taking on the Houston Texans oh, yeah. um, down there in NRG Stadium. I believe that the Colts are going to come into this game just looking to get a win. I think, you know, losing to the Titans, um, I think that really put a little bit of sting on them. And I think they're going to come out of this, out of the box, just firing, ready to go, beating this Houston Texans team. Um, I definitely believe Indianapolis is the far, just better overall. Um, I think that, you know, even with the Sean on the other side, you do have a dangerous quarterback. I still believe that the Colts will definitely pull this one off to go eight and four and drop the Texans to four and eight. Vince, what do you think about this Colts team coming off that loss? And do you think they will beat the Texans? Well, I agree with you now as of, I guess the past 24 to 48 hours with news breaking of Will Fuller being suspended for the next six weeks. That is correct. Uh, due to a substance abuse policy uh, that he ran into. He actually posted on Instagram, quote, earlier this year, I sought treatment for a medical professional who prescribed medication that he believed to be perform or permitted rather under the NFL's drug policy. As it turns out, my trust in the professional was misplaced because this medication was not a permitted substance under the NFL policy on performance enhancing substances. As a result of this mistake, I have been suspended for six weeks. Uh, he said, I have been suspended for six games for taking this prohibited medication. I want to sincerely apologize to the Texans organization and all of my fans for this mistake. I am looking forward to putting this behind me and returning better than ever in 2021. So listen, not only does that hurt the Texans, that hurts my fantasy football team. So fuck him. Well, fuck the doctor. I don't know <laughs> if I actually believe him in this one. Listen, he's having a career year, and I've always believed in Will Fuller to be more of a complete receiver than just this once every few weeks breakout type of four receptions for 150 yards and two to three touchdowns a week, like twice a year. I think he's better than that and he's shown it, but does the performance enhancing drug that was taken specifically how he put it was him being misled and getting treatment for an injury or was it actually to boost his performance? I honestly don't think we'll ever have that answer, but I would have picked the Texans because, listen, I believe in Deshaun Watson more than the next, and I thought he could have led this team, especially with Will Fuller and the Colts defense looking a little bit shaken up after that Titans game. And what did I say, by the way? I had the Titans huge in that game, unlike the first matchup. Now I have the Colts. I think they're just going to be well more equipped on offense to handle a weak Texans defense. And I don't honestly think the Texans are going to be able to have anything to throw at them with no Will Fuller. So I completely agree. Yeah. We both picked the Titans last week to beat the Colts. And I think I agree, you know, Colts are definitely looking for revenge in this one. Um, anyways, 
let's take a little bit of a longer ride um, down to Florida, where the two eight and one Bengals are going to be facing off against the seven four Dolphins team. Um, that you know they're playing multiple quarterbacks. I feel bad for Tua. Um, you know they had to put Ryan Fitzpatrick back in there, um, but anyways, they are still seven and four facing a two eight and one team without Joe Burrow. I'm picking the Dolphins in this one. Um, not much really to say, Vince. I don't know if you have anything to add on to this, but right now I'm really just uh, – I see this game – I see the Dolphins pulling it off um, Yeah, with no doubt in my mind. Yeah, for sure. With no Joe Burrow. By the way, uh, prayers up for that, man. I'm a huge fan of Burrow. As a Razorback fan, we hate LSU. Fuck all of you, the fans especially. <laughs> you guys are some of the lowest scum of the earth. Uh, by the way, we didn't win the boot this year because we need to get rid of that fucking coach on Arkansas. He is not the answer. Listen, I know a lot of people, <clears throat> excuse me, in Arkansas love Sam Pittman as the head coach. He seems like a great guy, but he's not the fucking answer. Anyways, back off of that rant, I, that, that'll be tequila time with Vince time. So stay tuned for that, but... <laughs> Oh, Listen, I have the Dolphins, Ryan Fitzmagic or Tua. I don't care who's fucking playing. I know Tua's going to be put back in, uh, Coach even said. So, with no Joe Burrow, they don't, they don't have a shot, and especially with that defense being banged up, they have no shot, in my opinion. Dolphins looking to go 8-4. and four. Absolutely. And let's talk about the other Florida team that's playing. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're riding up to Minneapolis playing the Minnesota Vikings. Um, You know, the Vikings have kind of looked iffy. You know, they lost to the Cowboys, kind of a shocking loss there. Got to admit, as a Cowboys fan, I was kind of shocked that they won. Um, But, you know, you have this Jacksonville team sitting at 1-10, and and they're no better than the freaking Jets. Um, So as of right now, I don't see the Vikings struggling a bit past this Jacksonville team. I'm picking um, the Vikings all the way um, to really win big um, against this Jags offense and defense. Vince, what do you, how do you think this game's going to go at U.S. Bank Stadium? Uh, I actually have the Jaguars winning this game, and let what? me tell you why. And I'm oh, more no. upset. Listen, hear me out on my thoughts on this one, man. And listen, I, I love the Vikings uh, for their offense, but their defense has struggled all year. They've gotten a little bit better, but I still can't trust it. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a very low scoring game too. And that's weird for me to say, especially with two bad defenses, but I think both teams are going <coughs> to, and I'm coughing up a storm here. Vince got I already COVID had COVID, again. so it ain't COVID again. <laughs> I think both teams are going to try to slow the game down at the same time. And it's not going to bode well, I think for the Vikings, I think they need to be more up tempo and fast paced especially with that explosive offense. I mean, listen, Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the game. Hell, other than Derrick Henry, uh, those two were 1A, 1B. Um, I don't know, man. I'm more on the upset train this week. I don't really know how to feel about some of these games. And, hell, the next game I have an upset as well. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that one. I'm going to happily disagree with you on that one. 
I, I might've forgot about how football actually works when bad teams are bad. You don't pick them, but um, listen, James Robertson is a fucking boss. He's a baller. He's the truth. He could catch the ball out of the backfield, which he did quite a bit last week in the loss. Uh, but, I, I think they can slow the game down enough and control it with a Vikings defense that has been very bad against the run. James Robertson is going to eat all week. Uh, Jaguars in this one, uh, don't call it an upset. I don't uh, – this – everybody that is listening, I don't know what Vince is on, but he's if, if you're listening to this and making bets, better watch out because this next one will definitely shock you we're heading over to East Rutherford where the Raiders are taking on the Jets. I'm picking the Raiders, even though they put up six points. Hopefully they can put up more than six points against the Jets. I'm picking the Raiders, but Vince, it sounds like you're picking the Jets in this I'm game. I'm picking the Jets at home. Listen, and I like to give my personal insight on how my brain is working at that very moment. I don't think it's working on this one, Vince, along with everybody else in the NFL Nation. Please explain Listen, I, how you think the Jets will pull this one off. Trevor Lawrence, stay in fucking college. The Jets <laughs> are only going to win week 13. <laughs> you don't want to go there. Uh, no, but no, listen, my mind is no one is the fucking Detroit Lions. No one else is going 0-16 for quite a while. And I think they have to win somewhere. And with the Raiders coming off, honestly, I didn't think they were a very good team to start. And their record was looking better, honestly, than I thought it should. They got a big win against the Chiefs earlier in the year, a few weeks back. And then after that, they've just been super disappointing, especially last week. And uh, I had the Falcons in that one, and they got fucking torched. I mean... Matt Ryan didn't even have a huge game. Calvin Ridley sure as hell didn't have a huge game. Uh, Derek Carr just looked abysmal. And I think Derek Carr is falling back down to earth. And pretty much my main reason for picking the Jets is I think they have to win a game somewhere. I think this is the spot to do it. I, I, I mean, listen, a, a banged up Raiders team. I don't think John Gruden is a good coach anymore. Hell, I don't even think he was a good coach ever. Um, but like him as a dude, don't like him as a coach. I have the Jets and that creepy fucking head coach in East Rutherford. Fuck that weirdo. He's going to be fired. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I will have to agree with one thing here. When it comes to who the Jets have coming up, the Jets have the Raiders, the Seahawks, the Rams, the Browns, and the Patriots. And when the it only comes, one they're going to have a possibility or chance of beating is the fucking Raiders. I would actually, that's what I'm going to say. I'm definitely going to agree with that. Um, it, because, I mean, you have the Seahawks. They're a powerhouse. You have the Rams. They have a, you know, a good offensive team. The Browns are looking good as well. And the Patriots are just a better team than the Jets. I would have to agree that when it comes to who the Jets could possibly win against, it would happen this week. So if you're listening and listening really well, yes, Vince is picking the Jets. I'm not going to suggest that. But if you did, this would be the week to do it because Vince thinks that magically the Jets will end up with a one in the win column. 
Next, we're going to take a trip down to uh, a hometown where both of us are familiar to, Nashville, Tennessee, where the Titans are going to take on the Browns, um, both eight and three. Titans coming off um, a great win against the, the Colts, a great statement victory um, yes. in that AFC division. Um, but I think this is going to be a great football game all around. I think, you know, with the, the games that I've watched between the Browns and the Titans, it always seems to go, you know, it's very, very exciting. It's a very physical game. Um, you have very teams. low scoring as well. Exactly. I agree. I think, you know, when, you know, showing off in Nashville, um, I think that in this game, I think the Titans have a ton of momentum off of the last two weeks, you know, beating Baltimore and beating Indy. Those are two statement wins that they needed that will carry them to a double-digit season win. Uh, Mark and also, I believe, will carry them past the Browns um, in this afternoon game, the last afternoon game before we get into the um, later slots um, in the day. So I'm I'm picking the Titans in this one. You have Derrick Henry just absolutely going off, handing out L's to every team, um, and that man cannot be stopped. I... Um, he is, if not one of the best, he is the best back in the league, the most physical back in the league. You don't want to be in front of that man. So right now I'm picking Derek Henry to have a great day. The Titans have a great day, um, in Nashville. Vince, what is your opinion on this game? And do you think there's a way that the Browns could even, you know, keep it close? Yes. And I think the Browns win this game. We're disagreeing on everything (laughs) and, I I say this, and again, I'm going to give you my explanation on why I think the Browns won this game. I just think they're the better team all around. Uh, I like Rashad Higgins a lot. I think he's going to give the Titans some some trouble. Um, Jarvis Landry had a huge game last week, especially in the slot. I think those Titans corners are very weak. I would agree. I would agree with that. Expect Baker Mayfield. And honestly, I don't think he's a great NFL quarterback. I think he's a quarterback that can get the job done, especially in a spot like this. If he needs to throw it 30 or 40 times, he could do that against the weak secondary in Tennessee. Logan Ryan, listen, come back to New England, bro. You're in the wrong system, the wrong team. You're not a number one corner. Sit behind Gilmore. You'll eat all day. Anyways, um, not only do I think they're going to get sliced and diced, especially in that slot position, but listen, they still have Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb is three weeks removed from coming back. He is back, and he is loaded. That man is a baller. He will stiff-arm you into a different universe. And honestly, those Titans linebackers, they're small. And the defensive line isn't looking very good. I had them winning huge last week, the Titans, and they did just that. I thought Indianapolis was in a very bad spot, but I have the Browns here. I just think they're the better team all the way around, especially in the secondary. The Browns were pretty disappointing uh, last week, but James Robertson, like I said, he ate them alive. Now, do I think Derrick Henry is going to have a big game? Yes, over 100 yards again. Expect another 25 to 30 touches, another touchdown or two. He is the baddest man in the fucking league. Make no mistake about it. But I have the Browns going nine and three. Holy shit. Did you ever think you would hear that in your fucking life? The Browns are going nine and three, John. Not in my lifetime, V. 
Never. I never thought the Browns. 16 in the Browns sounds more fitting. But the 9-3 and three Browns makes my heart so happy. You have yeah. no idea. Because, listen, they've just been that team where they just fucking suck. And the organization is embarrassing. To be able to say that I think the Browns will go 9-3 and three and they're going to easily be in the playoffs, they've been better without Odell. Odell. This is a recruiting pitch, this whole episode. Logan Ryan, Matt Patricia, Odell motherfucking Beckham. And by the way, Tom Brady, get the fuck out of Tampa. <laughs> well, we'll talk. We'll talk about uh, the only bucket. I feel here. like a fucking pro ever since I got this new mic. I feel like a changed man. He, Vince is a changed man, but he may have a changed brain that can't pick the right winners. We'll see what happens though with this but next we'll one. Probably agree on this next one. I I actually just changed my pick as we were talking. I changed my pick because I had a awakening. Right now we're going to talk about the Rams and the Cardinals showing down in Glendale, Arizona. Um, you have the seven and four Rams against the six and five Cardinals. I'm picking the Cards. I'm picking the Cardinals. Um, don't know if that's the same way you're thinking, Vince. Um, but I think with that heartbreaking loss to your Patriots, I think they're going to get back on the winning track and become seven and five. Vince, what do you think? Do you agree with me? Probably not. No, I do not agree with you. After a disappointing loss that the Rams had as well to the 49ers where they were big favorites. Listen, I think Jalen Ramsey has the fire lit under his ass. He's going to show out. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to be shut down. And honestly, I think DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver in the league. But also, he's going against the best corner in the league. Um, Listen, the Rams are in a must-win situation. They're 7-4, and four, right? And then you also have the Seahawks at 8-3. and three. They have to win this game in order to stay in the race to win that division. And I think they're going to show out. Jared Goff had a terrible performance, but Debo Samuel was the difference in that game. <laughs> I have that tickle in my throat and I can't get rid of it, but nonetheless, it's all these bad picture. I think Jalen Ramsey will have two picks in this game and be the absolute runaway MVP of the game. He's going to be the game changer. Listen, I like Jalen Ramsey a lot. I like how he fucking talks. I like how he gets in people's heads. And honestly, I think DeAndre Hopkins is very weak mentally. He's going to let him get under his skin by the first quarter, and it's going to be over after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rams win this game, and like you said, he just changed your pick. We were going to finally agree on something, but uh, again, <laughs> disagreeing with you on this one. Jared Goff, by the way, fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. You're you're, you're not wrong there, um, but I would I'm going to – disagree with you on the fact that Hopkins is going to get shut down. I don't think he's going to get shut down. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think there's going to be um, Jalen's going to give up some stuff. And so is Hopkins. I feel like two, two picks. I mean, that's, that, that's not going to happen. I really don't think that'll happen. I think Murray is a better quarterback than that. I don't think that he's going to throw two picks to the same person. Um, so I'm taking the card. My on only concern though is, is Kyler Murray healthy? That's my concern, honestly. 
when I say, let me get into my bag of thoughts here. I don't know if Kyler Murray is completely healthy. He didn't look like the Kyler Murray that we knew and loved, uh, especially this year. The dude was looking like a uh, an early MVP candidate. But against my Pats, listen, Stephon Gilmore had a big game other than uh, where they were trying to stop him within the red zone on right. one of those final drives. And there were a couple penalties, hell, on both sides. Honestly, they were getting sloppy, and just neither one of them wanted to lose the game. Is Kyler healthy? If he's healthy, they have a chance to win this game. But I just think defense wins games and championships. And that 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 consistently shows that that's the case. So we'll see how it plays out. I could honestly see the, the Cardinals winning this game. But being a, a disappointing loss to the Niners, dropping the 7-4 and four when they should be 8-3, and three, just like the Seahawks in the same division, I think they're going to be out for blood. And two picks is probably a bold statement, especially since I think they're going to have to force-feed DeAndre Hopkins. So if that's the case, I could see that. Um, if they're not force-feeding DeAndre Hopkins, which with tight coverage and a safety looming in the back behind him, uh he might not get many targets at all, but we'll see. It's going to be a very exciting game. I'm excited for it. So absolutely. We will see. On to the happens. next though. On the next. Yep. We're going to talk. I think we can agree on this one, Vince. Um, you have the four and seven giants going against the eight and three Seahawks. I don't think there's any way that the Seahawks will lose this game. Please tell me we agree. No, we agree. Okay. Uh, there's not too much to really talk about this game. By the way, what is the Eagles coach's name? Doug Peterson. Uh, no, not the head coach. I believe is it the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator? Anyways. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. By the way, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. And by the way, DK Metcalf, he's better than Calvin Johnson. You're right. He's not Calvin Johnson yet. That's because he's better than Calvin. That's yeah, my I, fucking take. Yeah. Listen, I, DK is a bad motherfucker. That dude will ball on your team. And I can honestly see the argument. Listen, Calvin Johnson and DK Metcalf, that's a good one. I just think DK has the fire in him to win that Calvin never did. I honestly think that's what Calvin was lacking. And honestly, being in a very, very, very bad situation with the Detroit Lions, absolutely, they did him a, just, they, they did him a huge disservice. Uh, when that went, listen, he was a baller at Georgia Tech. Baller, he killed opposing teams. Honestly, listen, DK Metcalf, he's gonna run away on this fucking Giants defense. Look for this kid to have another 150-yard game through the air. This kid's going to be huge. Ball out this week. Fuck the Giants. They're awful. By the way, get healthy, Saquon. We need you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree. DK um, is going to have a big game against this terrible Giants team. And let's move on now to the other NFC's team that's playing a very good um, offensive team. You have the Eagles facing the Packers up in Green Bay and Lambeau. Um, same kind of thing here. I don't see how the Eagles can win. Um, Packers are just too good of a team. Eagles is 
are is just it's a, it, it's it, the entire NFC East is just abysmal. Um, but this Eagles team, I don't think they know who they are anymore. I really don't. I think you know I watched that game this past week. Um, well, last night actually um, against the, the Seahawks, and it just I don't think they know who they are as a team. They're not the same team that they were when they won the Super Bowl. Um, Carson Wentz is not the same quarterback. Um, I actually heard a stat um, today that, was, that made me very happy because I'm not really that much of a fan of Carson Wentz as a football player. Um, but, I mean, he, he has, he's strong in faith. But um, let, let me just read off these stats for you just in case you didn't know. Um, Carson Wentz has 15 interceptions this season, most in the NFL. He's been sacked 46 times, most in the NFL. He's had 95 off-target incompletions, most in the NFL. Granted, some of these interceptions wouldn't have happened, and some of those off-target passes wouldn't have happened um, if he had a better O-line. But still, he fucking sucks, John. Don't make excuses for this. Sorry, individual. Put Jalen Hurts in the game. Absolutely. Like Carson. They, they are doing him a disservice. They are putting they're doing Jalen a disservice by not putting him in the game. And the thing is, they only put him in the game. I don't know if you watched this game, Vince. They put him in the game, I believe, for a few plays, maybe one drive. I did not see the I did not see that, but I saw a report come out saying that uh Jeffrey Lurie, which is the owner and C- CEO of the Eagles, say that. Listen, he's making the fucking calls now, and he wants Jalen Hurts to get more time. He has to. Playing if Carson is struggling. The only problem with last night's game was the game was still close, and I didn't think they wanted to put Jalen Hurts in there to fail and possibly hurt his confidence. But honestly, Jalen Hurts was my favorite quarterback coming out of the draft behind Joe Burrow. And by the way, also Justin Herbert. I'm a huge, huge Herbert supporter and fan. He's better than Joe Burrow, by the way. I think he's going to have a a more successful career, Justin Herbert, but also Jalen Hurts as well, just because of the team situation that they're in. Uh, But I loved Jalen Hurts coming out. Listen, he's not just a running quarterback. He could throw the fucking ball as well. He did that, and he was the Heisman front runner for Oklahoma. Did he win? I can't remember. Heisman, I can't remember if he won. We'll get that up for you, John. will look for you. But listen, I'm a huge Jalen Hurts supporter, and they need to just – this entire talk for me is just get the fucking ball to Jalen Hurts. This dude is a game changer. He's a good dude. He had his he has his head on straight. And he could change a fucking game. I honestly think he is an NFL quarterback and he's ready to shine. Carson Wentz is an embarrassment. Absolutely. And- a straight embarrassment, not just for his team, but for the league. I don't think he works hard. From what I see, and honestly, I could be wrong because I'm from the outside and we're talking, especially on a podcast, but listen, he fucking sucks. I mean, the difference between a quarterback that lives, breathes, eats football is someone like Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. I'm throwing like Dak Prescott in there. Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, because that man came out of Mississippi State, and he was just 
no one thought Dak could do it, but there was a game against the Razorbacks where Dak Prescott reminded me of, I can't think of his name. He was the running back for the Texans. He played for Tennessee for the longest time. Uh, Arian Foster. Arian Foster, yeah. That dude scared the living shit out of me. There's three players that scared the shit out of me when the Razorbacks played them, and I knew we had no shot. Arian Foster, Cam Newton, and I just lost my train of thought, John. Help me. What is the last one? (laughs) I'm not helping you out here, Vince. Come on, boss. Man, I just lost my train of thought. But anyways, we were talking about Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak fucking Prescott. There we go. Because we were talking about the Eagles and Packers, and then I got off topic. Dak Prescott as well. Listen, I think Jalen Hurts is that guy, especially for the Eagles. That's a perfect fit uh, with Doug Peterson. They're very creative. What the fuck am I even talking about? They're just – they're not going to win this game. No. Right? I think the Packers win this game easily. But I think Jalen Hurts will make a huge difference in overtime when they get a better offensive line. They just need to build around him. So that's Absolutely. what they need to look forward to. But build around Jalen Hurts. Try to trade Carson Wentz. Maybe Carson is just in the wrong system. But I don't know. Maybe he just needs a fresh start. Philadelphia is a very hard place to play, by the way. It's almost oh, like New York. Absolutely. So – uh, we will and, see. Until I officially say Carson needs to be out of the NFL, give him a new team. But right now, you fucking suck. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to move on uh, to a California matchup between the LA Chargers and your yep. New England Patriots. Yes, sir. I'm picking the Pats. You're still alive. I'm picking the Pats. And I yes, know sir. you want to pick the Pats because you want them to win out and be in the playoffs. Even a non-homer pick, I'm picking the Pats. Yeah, I mean, I really – I am too. I think the Patriots are an overall better team than the Chargers. Yeah. I think that the Patriots, um, they, they need this win. They are desperate for this win. They um, have to win. They have to. They really do. Vince and I were talking before this podcast. You know, they need to win out to be able to be um, in this playoff hunt. You know, they really need it. And I think they will get it down in Inglewood playing in this new SoFi billion, however many dollar stadium it is. I think the Patriots are going to come into town and just tear up the L.A. Chargers. Vince, you agree. Explain why you agree. I actually think they're going to run through the Chargers, and this is why. And listen, like I said, I love, love Justin Herbert, and I'm not going to take my eyes off this fucking game. It's a a 325 central time start, so it's going to be the second slate of games that day. It's going to be highlighted by, of course, the Eagles and Packers. Uh, followed by the Broncos and Chiefs, which actually we're going to be talking about next. But listen, Bill Belichick, I disagree with this, by the way. And I want to give some insight and some opinion on this. Bill Belichick does not need Tom Brady, and Tom Brady does not need Bill Belichick. And this is why I say this. Tom Brady is just flat-out talented. He's a great quarterback. He's the best quarterback to ever live. And I honestly think the only person that could catch Tom Brady is Patrick Mahomes. I said that Patrick Mahomes' rookie year, and I'll continue to stand by that, but Tom Brady doesn't need Bill Belichick. 
The same reason Bill Belichick doesn't need Brady, and it's because he's smarter than everybody else. He understands the game of football literally better than everybody in this fucking world. I, I don't want to hear anybody say otherwise because you're wrong. It's not an opinion. It's a straight fact. Bill Belichick will not let his team go into this game knowing they have to win and lose. It, it won't happen. It Players won't. win the game. Coaches lose it. That's a quote by Bill Belichick. Players win the game. They don't lose it. Coaches lose the game. Yes, That's a very um, true statement. I mean, look, what, look, you look, put look what's happening to the Cowboys this year. You put your players in the position, in the game plan to win the game, and if you don't put them in the right position, you're the one losing it. This is a must-win, and Bill Belichick is not going to give up. I don't give a fuck if they were 0-15 going into Week 16 with the last game, or Week 17, rather, with a bye, obviously, but right. I don't I, think I, I Justin agree. Herbert is ready for the mind games and the mind fuck he's about to go through. The, pay, the the Patriots are going to win this game big, and I say big, 14-plus points. Ooh, bold. Listen, bold. by the way, I don't know if – I don't know if you saw this game, John, but at the very end of the game, I was very fucking hyped, by the way, because, listen, I have hope that we can still win the Super Bowl. I don't care what team it is. The Bulls, the Braves, the Pats, the Preds, the Razorbacks, I don't give a fuck who my favorite teams are. I always hold that that – that hope in my heart that we're going to win the championship no matter what. Cam Newton did something and said something that really impressed me. I wasn't a Cam Newton fan, obviously, until he came to the Pats. Like, I, I thought he had some holes in his personal game, meaning, like, I didn't know if he had the the want and the will in his heart to win. Like he wanted, he just had that fire to win. When the final play happened against the Cardinals last week, Cam Newton went up to Josh McDaniels and they both gave each other a hug. The first and only thing that Cam Newton said to Josh McDaniels was, I'm sorry, I almost lost this game. You could lip read what he said. He said, I'm sorry, it's my fault. That was my fault. Cam Newton has a fire in him to win fucking football games. And he wants to prove himself. Do I think he's the best quarterback? Hell no. Do I think he's a quarterback to win and win a Super Bowl? He was very close with the Panthers. I think he could do it this year. Obviously, they need some breaks. They need to get their defense healthy. But also, going back to my original point, and I know I'm – I'm talking a lot about this, but I have a lot to say about the Pats for people that aren't fans and don't necessarily pay attention is Bill Belichick doesn't need Tom Brady. He's just that smart. You have to look at what he's dealing with this year as well. He's had the highest number of COVID pullouts this year, meaning players just decided to opt out and not even play in the year on the defensive side of the ball, which hurts us. Listen, Patrick Chung ain't there. There's a lot of players. Dante Hightower is not there. Actually, man out of Nashville. Shout out to Dante. Uh, 
His auntie came in the uh, Papa Murphy's one day, by the way, when I was really, no was way. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Heck that was yeah. dope. That's awesome. Yeah. That was dope. Um, but, uh, Bill Belichick, listen, they're not going to lose because of Bill. He's going to put his team in the position to win. So I'm going to shut the fuck up. Uh, I felt like I went into a circle, but I just need to drill that in people's heads. And this is going to be a longer podcast. And we're going to shout the fuck out of this podcast, by the way, John. We're going to get some views. We're going to get some followers and some fans to listen to this. I'm hype about this shit, but I need people to understand that this isn't a home we're talking. This is just straight facts. Bill will lead his team to win this game. And honestly, I, I can see them winning out. But anyways, Broncos and Chiefs, we don't need to talk about this, John. It's Chiefs. the fucking Chiefs. It's Patrick Chiefs. Mahomes. By the way, all I'm going to say about this, and we're going to move Chiefs. on to the next game, because I'm just going to say it for you. You don't have shit to say about this. Congratulations, Patrick Mahomes, on a successful career. Half a billion dollar contract. By the way, he has a beautiful fiance. Now He's fiance. About to be his wife. Boy. Right. And Brittany is also pregnant. He is expecting to be a dad. Congratulations. Mr. By the way, his brother is mooching off of his name. He is he's he's living the life right now. He's he's everything's going out for him. Everything's working out. Hopefully that continues in the future. Um, but that is a Sunday night. Such game. a good dude. Oh, Patrick yeah. Mahomes absolutely. Just seems like such a good fucking dude. Like he is the biggest superstar in any sport at the moment in any sport. I would agree. I, I can agree. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Um, yeah. I mean, he had, he has the contract for that. He has the, 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 um, the skill for that. And he has the notoriety for it. Yeah. So I definitely agree. Um, He's just so respectful. When I think of a superstar though, they always have that, like that cocky it gets to side him. of them and the arrogance but listen when you think of a pure superstar and a game changer they always seem to just not be like a Jalen Ramsey type or an Odell type where they're just over the top but when you think of pure superstars that have changed the way sports is viewed Patrick Mahomes is in that category with like Tom Brady and like uh I want I want to say Ronaldo or Messi, but I, I feel like they're both a little bit over the top in their ways, but they both changed the game of football, soccer, however you want to say it. Uh LeBron James as well. Absolutely. Um LeBron has definitely won me over as a fan of him, especially since he made the decision, quote unquote, the decision to go to the Miami Heat. I fucking hated him then. I love the man now. He just they have that humble side of them that you need to be just that all around superstar with that personality, that spice, that vibe that just drives them to want to be better than the next and also makes their team better. That's what a pure superstar is. There's a difference between a star, a superstar and a pure superstar. And I think Patrick Mahomes fits into that pure superstar with the likes of Tom Brady and Michael Jordan. Well, I was about to say, you got to include MJ in that. I think MJ is definitely, you know, it, it's the same kind of thing. It's that humble attitude and that yeah. fire to win at all times. 
mean, that killer instinct. And by the way, the fucking Raiders found out the second matchup. He said, <laughs> fuck that. They were like, hey, hold up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So moving on, getting past all this goat talk. We're talking about goats here. Um, yeah. We're going to start. Well, I don't see many goats on these two sides. But anyways, we're going to still move on to the Monday night game between the Bills and the 49ers um, in Glendale. I have the Bills winning this game, Vince. Um, I think that, I mean, I don't have many thoughts about it, but I just think that they win. I don't know. Something about it just, just seems like they will pull this off. You may have a different opinion than me, but um, I think the Bills are the better team in this matchup. I, I think my pick is going to be 50% that I truly believe that the 49ers are going to win for the sheer fact that I think their defense is starting to get healthy again, even minus Nick Bosa, which he's out. Is it Nick Bosa that's out for the entire year or Joey Bosa? I can't remember. But anyways, their defense is starting to get healthy again. I believe Richard Sherman is back, but somebody can fact check me on that. Um, The Bills defense is struggling mightily. All year, actually, they've given up a shit ton of yards. But listen, they just seem to outscore everybody else. They have a high-powered offense. The 49ers had a very impressive win against the Rams. And in order to keep their their hopes and dreams alive for the playoffs, I think they have to win this game. I see the 49ers winning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be by a lot, though. A field goal again, back-to-back weeks. I see... 27-24, 49ers on this one. Wow, so, wow. Yeah, we're, uh, not, we're not. Listen, <laughs> Raheem Moster is back. True. Uh, that man is hes a dangerous weapon, especially if you're able to get him on the outside. The Bills struggle, especially moving their line, especially to stop the outside sweeps and stuff that Raheem Mostert is very good at especially like the Rams. The Rams are very slow and not as physical. The Bills are about the same. I see the Bills as the Rams type of team, just with a little bit more offense. I think it leads to a little bit more offense, but I also see the defense giving this game away. So Interesting. Interesting pick there. Yeah, we're really not picking the same team as this week, but we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But for this next game, um, you have an interesting game be played at 4 o'clock. And it was pushed um, back, by the way. Right, pushed back. Um, you have the Washington football team against the 10-0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Vince, I Not really, shit to talk about. Yeah, we both Not know shit to happen. talk about. We know what's going to happen. I mean, this 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 is just, just one of those games you're like, eh, well, all right. It, At it, this it, point where I pick the Steelers to lose to the Ravens, I, I this is where they bounce back and they win in a big way and they blow the absolutely football team out. Um, good story with Alex Smith, but other than that – oh, by the way, Antonio Gibson's a baller, a uh, kid out of Memphis, but shout-out to him. Obviously, anybody from Tennessee we want to see stand out. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. But uh, anyways, uh, Steelers in this one, easy yeah. pick. 100%. 100%. And to finish off this slate of games for Week 13, you actually have a Tuesday night game – between the Cowboys and the Ravens going down in Baltimore. Um, and I, I want I, I want to pick the Cowboys. I, I really do. Um, but after some of the play calling that I saw on Thanksgiving Day, 
it gave me very little hope that this team will be able to be coached in the right direction um, as well as, um, you know, what this offensive line has. Um, so as of right now, I hate picking against my team, but I have to do it. I think the Ravens are going to win. Um, I, I, don't, I, I don't see how the Cowboys could pull this off. Um, Agreed. Agreed. I really don't. Um, the only way – It's going to be a struggle. Yeah, that the only way is that if they contain, if that defense can contain Lamar Jackson, that's the only way. And that defense isn't it, it. It's not as bad as the the box score says it was last week. Um, I really don't think that this defense is as bad as what people think. I really don't. I think this defensive team uh, for the Cowboys is finally coming into what it needs to be with this. You know, you have a new coach new coordinators, new everything, new system. Um, but you still have, you know, obviously they gave up 41. But, I mean, if you watch that Thanksgiving game, it they were close all the way through. It wasn't like the, 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 the football team was blowing them out the entire game. That's not how that game went. Um, it was just in the last, you know, little bit where the game just kind of went haywire. So the only way that I can see this Cowboys team keeping it close against this Ravens offense is if they somehow contain Mr. Jackson at quarterback. But other than that, Cowboys fans, uh, they're going to – I think we're going to fall to three and nine. Um, still in the playoffs. Still in the playoffs because every other no, NFC team is going to lose this week. So, still I'm there. Gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you, man. They have no fucking shot. Not only to make the playoffs but to win this game, but the only way I could see the Cowboys winning this game is if they control the pace of play. Also, the time of possession, and Zeke has to have a, a great game. He has to be that guy uh, to carry his team. Andy Dalton can, I guess, manage a game, but it has to be Zeke. There has to be a playmaker, and I think the one playmaker that can do it is Zeke. If he only if, and we've talked about this since week one, week two, week three, that turnover differentiation for this team is horrendous. They are, they give up so many turnovers. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Zeke has one fumble, they're not winning this game at all. At just, just at all. There's, there's not even going to be close. I'm not even going to even, even to even entertain the thought about, even if they were able to give, you know, or, you know, have a turnover on the defensive side. If Zeke fumbles at once, if they have one turnover on this offensive team, it's they're over. losing this game. They're losing this game on it on even if Andy Dalton throws it. I mean, if it's one turnover, that's it. But if I can say, if they can control the clock, like you said, if they can control the game, and if they can produce at least a plus one in the turnover differential, however that differential looks, they could win. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say, Vince. I'm not going to dog my team out go. yet. So I got to say. That's all I got to say. Anyways, that is your week 13 re, uh, recap, not recap, preview rather. Um, we have two teams on a bye. You have the Bucks at a bye and the Panthers um, on a bye. Um, so now we're going to actually skip over the injury report. And the reason why is because technically it is still week 12. So the week 13 injury report has not officially, officially come out yet. So we are going to skip over that. Vince, is there any other noticeable injuries that you think are going to carry over that you can see? I mean, I know one for sure, Zach Martin on that offensive line for the Cowboys. He's out at least three to four weeks. 
Um, do you see any other big name noticeable injuries that are going to carry over? No, other than the Zach Martin injury, um, I would really have to delve into it, but I didn't really notice any major injuries. Listen, like I said, Will Fuller is going to be out. It's not an injury, but uh, more or less the PED use. So right. Will Fuller is going to be out for six weeks. <clears throat> well, actually, uh, I'll give an injury update report during the uh, betting episode coming up on Saturday. It'll give more clarity on all that. So I'll add that into the uh, the upcoming podcast episode Perfect. there. Yep, sounds like a plan. Vince. And then uh, other than that, no, I don't see too much. So Awesome. All right, well, moving on from the weekly preview and injury report, it is now tequila time with Vince. Vince, you have one minute on the clock to talk about anything you want, rant about anything you want. Um, it can be football related, you know, and I'm going to say we can open this up to really anything you want to talk about because this yep. is personally my favorite part um, of this show. So, Vince, you have one minute on the clock starting in three, two, one. I have three different things, and I'm going to hit on them all three really quick. Odell, Matt Patricia, listen. Also, Logan Ryan, come back to New England. You guys are in shit situations. Come back home to New England and also find a new home, Odell, in New England. Uh, also, Sam Pittman, get the fuck out of Arkansas. <laughs> I don't want you. You're trash. You're a good dude. You seem like a good dude, but I called it from the get-go. Uh, like the last coach where he said he was going to change the culture, you didn't do that. You're just way too nice, and you can't be too nice in order to be successful, in my personal opinion. Uh, and then also, by the way, these people making huge bets in Vegas, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, that needs to stop. <laughs> It needs to stop. Listen, I love betting. And by the way, I'm on a huge losing streak and I've lost a decent amount of money lately. By the way, I will be taking a hiatus from that, but I will still be giving you my picks and hopefully with my picks come a different fortune and a turnaround there. Uh, but when you start to have a losing streak, you fucking stop. By the way, $500,000 on the Seahawks and Eagles last night. I believe the cover seven that was a smart bet. Yes, I understand that one, so I'm not going to harp on that too much, but somebody bet $100,000 in Vegas on the money line, a plus 360 or 380, I believe, on the Bears to beat the Packers. Either you're that fucking rich and you just don't give a fuck, or you're just that desperate and you're fucking stupid. Anyway, Mic drop. Dang, man, that's a way to end that podcast. <laughs> Anyways, Thank you for tuning into this week's weekly NFL talk show, uh, week 13 of what's going around the league. No injury report, obviously. Tequila time with Vince. Um, and we are now going to come to our final remarks. Vince, what do you got to say? Yeah, final remark on this is going to be, uh, one, my computer is dying, so we got to end this real quick. Two, it is officially December 1st. December and it 1st. past 5 o'clock p.m. Central time. So everybody that hit, the follow button on any of our social media platforms at J is it JV show official JV show official Vince JV yeah. show official at JV show official on whether it's TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
any of those, by the way, follow us on TikTok. There's going to be a lot of good shit. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you are automatically entered in to win the $50 that we're giving away. Uh, so we will post the results of that. Hopefully tomorrow, we will not add anybody else that seems to follow us after that 5 o'clock p.m. Central deadline. So that's safe. And uh, we will send you a message if you are randomly picked. And uh, I'll send you the 50 bucks, whether it's drug smuggling that money over to another country or sending it to you on a, a, a way that won't get me arrested. For Hopefully it's the latter. We, we don't need Vince arrested. We don't need you arrested, bud, at all. Um, anyways. Yeah, we don't need me arrested. So. No. Anyways, thank you for tuning in to the weekly NFL talk show, uh, week 13 edition with yours truly, John, yours truly, Vince. This is the JV Show signing out. Peace.